What's up, ballers? Welcome to episode 19. And I just realized, I think I'm going to change that intro because it makes me sound like some TikTok uh, finance advice guy. Don't want to be that ever. Oh, water's so delicious. Um, Yeah, welcome to uh, episode 19. We're almost at 20. We're almost at the at the mark where, according to the video that my uh, roommate sent me, means I have more chance of becoming successful. So we're doing our best. We haven't skipped a week. I almost had to skip a week this week because I was like, I'm I'm kind of short on time. I got really busy, and I don't know if I have time to record an episode before I get back, like officially to my apartment. I'm in my apartment right now, but before I get back to my apartment officially to kind of settle in and start the new school year. Uh, and it's going to be my senior year of college, which is absolutely insane. I'm, it kind of hits me out of nowhere sometimes the fact that I'm going to be a senior. And, uh, I said senior, like I'm from Wisconsin. Um, kind of hits me out of nowhere sometimes that it's just like, I'm going to be a senior. That's really, just strange and also stressful. I don't know what to do with it, but it's going to be, it's going to be a good year. Um, and my goal, dude, my freaking goal, dude, is I'm not going to be single, uh, before the end of 2023, which is next year. This year, I'm not really focused on it. If it happens, it happens. But dude, next year I'm on it, dude. Uh, I want to date. I want to date. I want to date somebody. And it's going to, I'm going to make it freaking happen, dude. And a little later on, because I don't want to bring it up right now, but a little later on, I'm going to tell you the, uh, the tactic that I'm going to have. Okay. It's just basically smash mouth football, but in dating. So it's going to be fun. <sighs> sweet, sweet, uh, uh, chill of water, chill of cold water at least can't be chilled by hot water can be burned by it though and so saying nothing at all uh anyways what was i saying before dude already off to a bad start um (laughs) but yeah welcome to episode 19 uh we'll be successful after the next episode for sure plugged my uh podcast to a group chat of about 358 people and nobody responded at all and paid attention to what i said so hit rate was zero percent insanely sad but we we live and we learn and we move on um but i mean i guess it's just like you know oh who wants to listen to another podcast um i'll tell you who some of my closest friends who are absolute ballers themselves they know what they know what content is because they listen to me, super ego, super egotistical of me to say that. Um, but yeah, as always, we got to start off the episode with some good news. So the good news is I finally finished my summer class of sociology, and let me tell you what, dude, sociology is just it should it should just be called "Don't Hurt My Feelings" class. Um, it's just all about like. This is the study of finding out how you came to be and who you are and how the world around you is and how you perceive it and how you should you should perceive other people's thoughts and feelings on things. Don't care. I would immediately change it if I was a sociology major because that's the worst. And then it's just like, you know, 
I mean, there's some important, there's some important topics in there and like, there were some good things that there were some good discussions and stuff, but, um, oh my gosh, just, just, just so much of the same old, same old. And also ethics, so boring to learn about. There was a lot of ethical inclusion in there. Uh, and then it was all about like, just the stuff about gender and sex. And it's just like, I just, I dude, I don't understand what's even going on. Okay. I'll respect you for who you are. You know, you want to correct me on if I miss said your pronouns, dude, go for it. I will say your pronouns the way that you prefer to because it's not it's not a big deal. OK, it's it's whatever, you know, I, it's just mutual respect. Um, I mean, I've, I, I kind of look at it the same way as as um, like, you know, my full first name is Nicholas, but I don't like to be called Nicholas because it usually means I'm in trouble. And so I prefer people uh, to good. Um, just had a malfunction, you know. Windows closed in my brain. Windows ninety five. Uh, but I look at it a way of like, I prefer people to call me Nick instead of Nicholas. Okay, so if you per, prefer per, I'm a cat. Per, prefer to me, I'm still a cat. Prefer for me to call you by a certain pronoun, and you tell me that guess what i'm gonna do it i don't it's just it's the world okay now is it all confusing to me still absolutely um but i I, you live and you learn uh but when i was like looking into it and like had to study it for this class i was just like this this doesn't i i still don't i think the i think the big thing was is that i kind of got screwed in that lesson per se, because I just don't know so much about it. And the way it was being taught to me, like it it was being taught to me, like I should already know the basics of it. Like it was kind of a human nature thing. And I was like, I just don't know so much about it. And so, yeah, (laughs) I did poorly in the questions. Um, But I mean, I did my best. Okay. But it was a lot. It was just like, it was like asking me what the difference between sex and gender is. And I kind of grew up just thinking like, isn't that kind of the same, but I guess it's not. And I, I still didn't really learn what the difference was. I don't really remember. It's all kind of a blur just cause I was kind of just done with the whole class. Anyways, it was like towards the end of the class for the month. And I was like, dude, so tired of learning about sociology in general. So I was just rushing through the questions at that point. And then I was like, this is the most confusing lesson so far, I think. And I want to be clear. I'm not talking down on anybody right now. I'm talking down on social sociology and what it was teaching me and the way that it was being taught to me. Um, it was just so I, – I didn't get it. And it's I think the, I think the thing is, is like it's such a soft science too that like – Hard science, I get. There's right and there's wrong. But sociology, it feels a lot of like, there's a lot of like soft science to it. And so it's like, the answers can kind of go either way sometimes. And it's like, well, it kind of sounds like that, but it also kind of sounds like this too. And then, you know, you're taking the final exam and you've selected A as multiple choice answer. You selected letter A as your answer like three times in a row. You come to the fourth. So the next question, you're like, okay, no way it can be A again. But then you're like, 
Dude, A's looking mad cute though. Uh, that's just how it is, dude. With with like soft science stuff. There's a there's hard science in sociology, but other than that, no, absolutely not. Um, just so much of it is like this is either A or C or A or B or like you know all of the above, none of the above. I, by the way, I hate those questions. Have one of the answers be correct. Don't give me all of them to be correct, but then I have to select one letter to say that all of them are correct because then you're, then you're hurting my brain, right? You're making me read through all the questions then when I just want to, I just want to read through until I find the right one. Don't, don't give me those, don't, don't give me those types of answers and stuff or none of the above. And d- look, if the if the correct answer isn't there, then just don't put it in the in the test, right? What do you that question that question and that question and those answers waste everybody's time. But anyways, I'm talking about this way too much. Um <laughs> why did I say it like that? Um wow, I became like three different cultures in a matter of seconds when I said that. Spoke a couple different languages. Ooh, water's good for you. Um, so yeah, that's the good news. That's the longest I've ever talked about good news before on this podcast and new record. So that's pretty cool. World record. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> first thing I want to kind of talk about is like, it's more of just a general question. Why does anybody care about Pokemon cards besides nostalgia and making money off of it, right? Those are the only two things that I've heard are big things about Pokemon cards. But then after that, what is it for? And I don't even understand. Like, I get it's nostalgia. I do get it's nostalgia. Like, I just never grew up caring about Pokemon. I had, like, one DS Pokemon game my whole life. Um, And I didn't even finish it. Uh, Also, I was bad at video games at the time. Like, it was probably really easy, and I just couldn't figure it out. A much better video game, so I could probably speed run that game. Um, but I just like collecting them, you know. Like, you know, I'm not bad mouthing people here, it's not this is not what I'm doing. It's like I just don't get why collect them, why spend the money on collecting them. It's there's so many other things that you could spend your money on. It's cardboard, like, right? It's a thin piece of it's basically an index card. With just pretty colors and stats of a thing that's half animal, half dinosaur, I guess, that also has superpowers. Dude, if Pokemon made like a Justice League type of thing, then I might be interested in it. Uh, Okay, because then it's like, oh, okay, you guys have a hierarchy. There's some kind of like respect to be had. There's like the top dogs and then there's the bottom dogs. And it's just like, okay, now I'm now I'm intrigued. But other than that, all I've seen from Pokemon is just like, Pikachu, I choose you. Go fight this other guy's rat mole. <laughs> Whatever that is. They have such weird names too. Like, you know, there's the big ones like Pikachu. I'm trying to... Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my chair and it's not working with me. There's the big ones like Pikachu, you know, 
Charizard. Charizard sounds like a rainforest that would be in South Africa for sure. Just Squirtle, change that name immediately. That's just a bad name. They should have known that from the start. Squirtle? Terrible. Terrible in so many ways. Uh, You know, wasn't there, there was like something called Clarefa or something? Is that a skin disease, by the way? One of them's probably named Clarissa, dude. Just somebody's mom. Clarissa, I choose you. Use, go do them dishes power. And then he has no choice but to do the dishes because she's a mom. Um, fans blowing right on me, chilling up my arms. Don't like it. Clefairy, Clefairy, dude, Clefairy, Clefairy. So cleft fairy, basically, cleft fairy. Uh, that's. Wow, that's disgusting. <laughs> just a fairy with like a cleft. We'll just say a cleft chin, I guess, right? So a Chad fairy. By the way, I hate the Chad memes. Um, like they're funny two percent of the time. The other ninety-eight percent is just like, dude, get over it. All right, it's done. You watch way too many Andrew Tate videos, by the way. Also, by the way, Andrew Tate terrible um but also entertaining too like honestly dude terrible right if the guy's like real like if he's saying this stuff for real he also stated that he's playing a character i don't know if i believe it but if he is i gotta hand it to him genius character because it gets people talking and it's it's entertaining just to watch People say outlandish stuff publicly and proudly. Um, And there's going to be a bunch of guys who are like, he's trying to wake up masculinity. Well, you can wake up masculinity. I fully believe in that. I believe that that's something that should happen. Uh, Because there's too many guys who are just wimping it up today. Um, Just like, you know... uh, like not helping around the house, but their their wife does everything, you know, and then they're just like, just just attitudes of of guys who are just really sad, and it's just like I don't, and then and then and then um, here's where it gets confusing for those guys, I think, because they they think that's what they're supposed to do, so that they don't become. So that they're not called, you know, toxic masculinity or whatever. Um, Dude, toxic masculinity is, it's such a, it's such a broad definition and it's just used as a defense mechanism for dumb girls who are losing an argument to a guy, basically. It is a real thing, though, in certain situations, like guys who will fight at 
any given moment, the moment you make them angry, take a chill pill, bro. You took too many of the red pill. Take several of the chill pill. Um, so it's like a it's it's a real thing in certain situations, but people use it way too much, and it's just like okay, so I can't be a I I just can't be male then. I just can't be masculine. Basically, is what you're saying, and essentially that is what some people are are trying to do is like kill masculinity, which I don't understand. Why do you want to kill masculinity so that there's only femininity? That's that's the worst kind of world. There's no balance. And a world just masculinity too? And no femininity? Also bad. They're both there for a reason, and people keep forgetting that. They both exist for a reason. And the extremists on both sides are trying to remove one from the other when it's supposed to be a yin and yang situation. We're supposed to be helping each other out, but we keep fighting each other all day long, right? But back to what I was saying about Andrew Tate. He's an ex- he's an extremist, basically. He's an extremist for the side of waking up masculinity again, which, again, I agree with waking up masculinity, but you don't have to take it to the extreme where you say stuff like women are meant to be conquered. Dude, no. It's not it's not the year 400 BC. It's not like there I don't I just don't I honestly I honestly don't get it. I honestly don't get the idea of of wanting I get why they do. It's because they're insecure. And they want to hold women down so that they can build themselves up. And that's exactly what extremists on the other side who who hate men and call themselves feminists, which they aren't, by the way. They call themselves feminists, but then they hate on men and tear men down all day because that's the only way that they think that they can build up their themselves on their platform. And it's wrong on both sides. So if you're a guy, don't listen to Andrew Tate for anything advice-wise. He's not doing anything he's rich and makes so much money and has so many girls and so that looks really good to a lot of guys who haven't like matured yet and realized well one girl is enough if she's you know a good person in general you know we all have our problems but it's not hard to be a good person in general um, so they haven't realized one girl is enough. Uh, all the money in the world will never make you happy. And having a bunch of cars is not a big deal in the, at the end of the day. And nobody's ever, nobody ever likes the person inside of nice cars. Nobody does. They look at the car, they go, that's a nice car. And the guy inside of it must be a bag full of tools. <laughs> That's just the way the world works. <clears throat> so moving on from that, I'm speaking way too long on subjects right now, and it's insane. And I think that's just what this this episode's going to be. But uh, I, I mean, I kind of have to drag it out, honestly, because I just I don't have my, I don't have too many um, topics going on right now. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time to write them down, and I 
barely had time to record anything before I went back home to my parents' place for a week to get all my like doctor's appointments out of the way and then come back here officially. And that's because I recently went on the uh, ICOC World Summit in Orlando and I went to the campus-focused one um, because in campus. But if you don't know what that is, ICOC World Summit, it's something that happens every four years at my at my church and all the sister churches uh, around the world that are kind of in the same sort of group of uh, our non-denominational um, church family. So basically everybody's invited, but they pay their own way to where it is. And it, it, it was in Orlando. And so we we had it and it was awesome um lots of impactful stuff was said um you know the walk with god is an important one and that is that's just my personal belief but if you're listening to this and that's not your personal belief that's okay um you know you do you that's the thing about that's the thing about me is like i don't i don't care what people do uh, but sometimes i I might tease you because it's just funny. It's just fun to tease people. But you know me. I'm, I'm never trying to gonna take it too far. Unless you're being absolutely outright dumb, then I'm going to take it to the edge where it's like, you got to stop. I'm going to make fun of you and then get serious and be like, you got to just stop. Right? And I've done that before. Um, But anyways, yeah, the World Summit Conference was awesome. It was in Orlando. Orlando is a cool little city. Uh, and let me tell you, dude, I've got, I've got a couple stories. I got a couple stories to to tell you guys, maybe three. I don't know how, how I want to put it, but let me tell you the 46 minute walk story. That's what I call it. So the 46 minute walk story is, well, let me, let me put it this way. First of all, I actually have to tell you this. So it's like three or four four stories kind of buckled into one. So the World Summit Conference, right, It's it's uh, it starts July 31st, ends August 3rd. So, of course, the hottest time of the year. And put it in one of the more southern cities in Florida, one of the hottest states. Well, that's a great idea. Um, but it's not, but it's also, but it's never a good idea. I'm just glad they didn't do it in Texas. Cause we're, we're, we're averaging out at one Oh three, uh, just about everywhere and it's dry heat. So it's much less enjoyable than Florida's like, you know, it's got, there's moisture in the air. There's, um, humidity. So you're not like absolutely dying. Um, but so. You pay your way there, right? Whatever. Uh, and I went on a bus ride. Biggest whoops of my life. So I went on a bus ride. It's not the biggest whoops of my life. There's a lot of those. Um, but I went on. I went on a bus ride with fifty other people uh, to go to the conference together, and it was a charter bus. So it was a nice bus inside, you know sound system ability to watch movies the seats are reclinable they're they're nice they're cushioned you know 
So that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a good time to anybody. And so I get on the bus, right? Everything's good. I've got a bag full of snacks, snacked up, stacked up with the snacks up. And uh, it's a it's a red line bus, though. We're or a red eye. We're taking a red eye to Orlando from San Antonio, Texas. And I don't know if you know how long that is, but it's about 20 to 21 hours. And so, of course, at certain points of the day, because half of the roof of the bus is glass for some reason. So magnifying glass plus sun equals huge L for the day. Um, but yeah, you know, at certain points you're baking in, in the bus, just trying to keep up with the air conditioning, but then the air conditioning is exactly that of the air conditioning in a plane, which it's just shooting compressed and frigidly cold air just into your face at about 600,000 miles per hour. And so there's really no balance of comfort when it comes to temperature. You're either too hot or too cold. And for some reason, dude, there's no way to turn off the air conditioning. Like there's dials. There's dials and then there's like lowering it and and and, and raising it. I almost said hiring it like it's on a job interview. So there's those – there's that ability. But – there's no way to turn it off like personally for yourself. And then to top it off, the movies the movie selection I'll say was great, what we had to choose from, but uh half the time you couldn't hear the sound and it was because the sound was being transmitted through a radio frequency on the bus. And so half the time you were just you lost the signal, had no subtitles and Basically figured out how to read lips on a 20-hour bus ride. But that's not the worst part. The worst part was trying to sleep. So, of course, the seats are at 90 degrees, a 90-degree angle, right? Uh, so that's no way to sleep. Now, also, you have about 0.3 inches of leg room in front of you. So you can recline the chair about 0.3 inches back and you got no leg room so you got to make do with what you got to make do with now i'm a big boy i'm a big growing boy but i'm also 5'9 5'10 or whatever i don't i don't really know how tall i am cuz i haven't measured my height in a while but i'm around that height i think and i'm a big boy i got these big legs and it was just insanely impossible for me to get comfortable at all. But maybe that's because I'm kind of a princess when it comes to sleeping. I want full comfort. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to deal with my wife one day, like my future wife one day, having to share a bed. That bed better be the size of the Sahara Desert because I'm going to need all the room I can get. I'm a tornado when I sleep. I can't – I'll cuddle 
all day long, but I have to be conscious for it. Otherwise, if you're cuddling with me and I fall asleep, you might get suffocated and that's not on me. But you know, we'll figure it out one day. But dude, just just absolutely insane trying to get comfortable. And there were guys in there that were like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and had probably 50 pounds on me too. And it's just like, how are you at all asleep? Now, I don't think anybody got a really good night's sleep on the bus. But there were many times I woke up from maybe five minutes of being half asleep. And I looked around and I was just like, everybody on this bus is asleep right now. Why can't I get to sleep? But that's that was kind of the worst part of it. But the worst, worst part was the guy in front of me on the way up. We're all asleep. And all of a sudden he decides, I'm going to go horizontal immediately. So guy full sends it. And... My knees are right there. Full sends the chair, and it's a hardback chair. So he full sends the chair into my knees, absolutely smashing them to bits. Now I'm in pain. I can't make pain noises because everybody else is sleeping, and that would be inconsiderate. Right? And so I have to sit there and kind of deal with it. And then... Because I'm such a non-confrontational person and also probably the weirdest guy you've ever met. I waited a full hour before tapping this guy awake and being like, hey man, could you remove the chair from inside of my kneecaps? <laughs> and so, so that's that's the bus ride. Then the bus is late. The bus is late to the location. Where we need to be. So we get there late. I'm carrying my luggage luggage around to the main session. We made the main session barely on time for the first day. And so then I meet up with my friend, Josiah, who I haven't seen in like three years. Because uh, he lives in, a, in another state. And we wanted to room together at the conference. And so I met up with him. Uh, had a great reunion with him uh absolutely loved the guy he said i'm in his wedding so made my heart so full of happiness and um i don't know if i'm gonna be like one of the groomsmen or whatever but i'm down i'm I'm just happy to be there and tear up the dance floor uh because he best be betting i'm gonna be doing that and so i get there and I have my suitcase and my heavy backpack on me. He offers to take the suitcase for me so that I could find my way to the hotel room with less to carry. And that's very nice of him. Um, And it was just unfortunate that the car that his family had rented, they didn't have space for me because they were already taking him and his sister. His parents were taking him and his sister. They didn't have any, any space to take me, but they had space to take my suitcase in the back. So I understood that, and I was just trying to find out another way home uh, or or another way to the hotel. Now, here's the problem. The the hotel room was 10 minutes away for a drive 
46 minutes for a walk from the convention center. So I'm like, there's no way I can walk that far in the heat and past 10 p.m. in a city. I don't know. Um, so I try the Uber app and it doesn't work. The the uh, Uber. Wow. Hey, never using you. Just it didn't work at all. Like it was saying you have insufficient Uber funds. So I'm like, then let me add them. And then I said, insufficient Ubers of funds. I'm like, okay, you, well, you didn't let me add them. So so do my credit card then. Insufficient Uber funds. Dude, I turned off the I turned off the Uber funds to do my credit card. What's going on? So it didn't work. And I couldn't get a ride from anybody but because like 94% of the people there, well, were people I didn't know. 5% of the people that I did know. Uh, didn't have cars, and the one percent of people that I did know that have cars didn't have room for me, or were already gone. And so, I'm I go well, screwed. I'm screwed. So I hiked up my shorts, <laughs> uh, and I got to stepping. I got to walking. Um, my thighs are about three times the size they were when I got there. Right now. Uh, not my thighs, my calves. Um, but my thighs do be slapping. Um, slapping and clapping like thunder. Uh, oh, can't believe I said it out loud. Um, <laughs> but my feet are a little bit swollen, still sore. But dude, I walked 46 minutes. And that's the longest consecutively I've walked anywhere. And it was the worst. And it was hot outside. And it was nighttime. In a city I didn't know, but luckily I was in mostly public areas. So nobody was really going to try anything, right? Um, and I think I saw a prostitute probably, which was terrifying. Um, just you never expect to see them, but then they're there and you're just like, well, that's an image. And then you keep walking. And if you don't keep walking and start to entertain it well you got problems um but anyways definitely think i saw that and just saw some other unmentionable things because hey it's florida and then i'm walking to the hotel i'm walking past this massive salsa club by the way right next to my hotel um with lights that were basically the sun and just playing the loudest music. I always forget how many Cubans are in Orlando and Miami until you're there. Um, they just freaking love life out there, dude. They're just always partying and it's the best, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm, I'm walking past the salsa club the back of my foot is starting to really irritate me. And so I'm like, I think I've got like a blister over there or whatever. So it's probably just a little bit red on the skin. It's probably nothing bad. And so I kind of adjusted, I, I reached down for a second and adjusted my sock and I was like, wow, that stung to high heavens. And so I looked down, I took off my shoe and I looked down under my sock and about half an inch of skin flap was just at a 90 degree angle angle up off of my foot. And I was like, oh, okay. The back of my foot 
is open like a door. And so I pulled off the skin and legged it to the rest of the way to the hotel. Uh, my shirt and shorts were drenched in sweat by the time I got there. I took a long shower, finally settled in bed. And just the rest of the trip, walking was just agony because I was so sore from the first night. Luckily, my friend, my friend Daniel, my new friend Daniel, like we made friends on the trip. Now, consider him a brother. Um, <clears throat> also, the guy that I that uh, I shared a bed with and the guy that was sleeping on the floor, Daryl, and the guy that I uh, shared a bed with, Josh, all my brothers now. Um, very good people. Very good guys. And so, um, dude, these guys are, are just so funny. Um, another story uh, I'll tell you later, but so walking around was just kind of agony. Like I didn't have to walk back and forth from the hotel ever again that trip. Luckily, because my da- my friend Daniel, my Daniel had a car, my friend Daniel had a car. And so that's a good thing. And it was good. And so it, it was just like I still had walking to do to get like across the street to restaurants and stuff, meeting up with people, going to other people's hotels to, you know, hang out with them or whatever um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, my feet were in pain. I think they're a little bit swollen. My calves were just absolutely jacked. I mean, just give them to Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way. Cavs of the year over here. But yeah, that's the 46 minute walk story. And so the guy that I was sharing a bed with, by the way, so funny, dude. Um, and also so vile. <laughs> so such such a violation that he gave me. He 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 did me dirty, but in the funniest way possible. Like I'm not even mad about it. So this guy, we have to share a bed, right? Because we're five dudes stuffed into a two-bedroom hotel room to save money. Internally burping so gross. Um, And so anytime I introduced Josh to one of my friends, he immediately would say, oh, yeah, uh, we slept together last night. (laughs) Uh, Hey, man. You're doing a whoops. You're you're whoopsing on my street cred. You're whoopsing on my street cred so hard. It's just the most out of pocket. Like like just insane. Dude. Obviously everybody knew he was joking and a few people it, like like the few people he said it to, but uh you're whoopsing on my street cred. Like, that's both so funny and so foul at the same time, dude. <laughs> I got dead dirty, but it's also so funny. Uh, oh, dude, another thing that was so weird. I went on a date. I went on a date while I was out there. Uh, and so we had to Uber around to get places because the places we want to go were too far to walk to. Thank God they Ubered because my feet and my calves were both barking at me. But... This Uber pulled up. The first Uber pulled up. It's a monsoon outside, by the way. 
So we're under the the hotel canopy of this girl's of this girl's hotel. And she's she's a good friend of mine. So it was just kind of like a it was like a friend's day basically. Um and so the Uber pulls up and we're with two other people too cuz it was like a double double date friend's day, right? And so four seater four seats are available uh in the car. And so we're all trying to get in and then this lady goes, the Uber goes, "Oh, you can't sit in the front seat cuz I'm looking for my daughter." Hey, let me tell you something, Uber lady. Go ahead and clock out and then look for your missing daughter. <laughs> That's probably step one of the night. Don't be doing pickups of strangers while finding your daughter. Her daughter wasn't missing, though. She just needed to be picked up in this monsoon. But she also didn't really know where her daughter was. So I'm just like, tell you what, man. Stop making money for just a second. Get your daughter, drop her off, then start making money again. Absolutely insane. Um, Another thing, because I like to keep it real. I like to keep it haunted on this podcast. Uh, and let you guys know some intricate details of, of my life and my emotions and what goes on in my brain hole. Um, dude, I cried to my mom over the phone probably for the first time in the last two years, I think. And like, it's been a while since I've last cried and it's not because I'm afraid of emotion or I try to stop crying when it comes up. Like if I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. I'm okay with that. It's just I don't have a lot of reason to cry, I guess. And I don't know if it's like a difference between men and women, but like I have a lot of I have a lot of um female friends who say well, like yeah, we cry all the time. It's good for you. And I'm like, "Well, how? I don't get it. I don't get how you do it." And then they'll do it on purpose. I don't get that either. Why are you Crying doesn't feel good. Like after you're crying, you feel that's probably why, obviously, because you feel the greatest. But at the same time, it's like. If I'm going to feel really if I want to feel really good. I don't think it's worth it to do something that makes me feel really bad first to make me feel really good, you know, and that's what crying is, is like you're feeling really terrible in the moment. But after you cry, you feel, oh, my God. Jesus is hugging me. <laughs> That's what it feels like, dude. Um, but yeah. I, I, so basically the reason I cried was I recently dropped the ball, but didn't really drop the ball on the last girl that I liked. And she's a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I started liking her. It was kind of out of the blue for me too. I didn't, I didn't expect to like her, um, all of a sudden, but I started to have those feelings, you know, they happen, you can't control it. And it just didn't work out and it was a bummer, but I wasn't too heartbroken over it or so I thought. And I, and I really wasn't heartbroken over it in general. Um, but the thing was, is that like, I was kind of like in a place of, well, I'm used to it. Cause I am used to it. I've gotten a lot of different, I've gotten a lot of different 
stories of unrequited feelings, you know, one way street. And it's just this, it just feels like a long, lonely one way road. Uh, what my love life has been so far. It doesn't feel like I've ever been met in the middle. Really? Uh, when I, when girls have had feelings for me and which has been like twice, one time it was, I was, well, both times it was, I was way too young to be really doing anything uh, like that and like know what I was getting myself into. And so it ended up just being this stupid little infatuation that was nothing. Um, And so obviously I want to, you know, I want a relationship, but I'm not letting it consume me because that's unhealthy. So I'm just kind of, you know, you know, you got to go on dates and stuff. You got to ex- explore friendships and, you know, see what, see what might happen. See, see what kind of stuff is out there. See what kind of people are out there. See who's single, see who's not. Uh, make friends either way, right? And <clears throat> so, you know, I'm in the midst of wanting to date somebody and then I'm going to this conference. And so I'm like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to go on any like encouragement dates or whatever. And encouragement dates, if you don't know what that is, is just basically friends going out on a date for fun. There's no romance involved. It's just kind of like what we do in my church as as to create this sense of this is what dating should be. It should be pure. It should be fun. It should be um, just people getting to know each other. You know, and that's what we believe. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, but this trip, I was like, I don't want to go any, on any of those dates. I just want to kind of focus on, on myself and kind of resetting and, you know, just taking this time to, to just kind of start over, you know, like hit the refresh button. Um, but eventually I started to realize everybody's going on dates because it's a very fun thing to do. So I have no friends to hang out with right now, like, you know. The first night was exhausting physically, and then now I'm getting mentally spirit and spiritually exhausted, and then I'm starting to feel lonely feelings, and so I'm like, I gotta hang out with some people now, dude, or I'm gonna I'm gonna burst. But nobody's available to hang out, so now I'm getting emotionally exhausted. So now I'm exhausted on all all accounts, and that's a bad combination. And so. Finally, I just started walking alone for a while. I went to the hotel down the street, and it's the Hotel Regency in Orlando, which is an airport, basically. So huge. Um, but I went over there. I went to this little corner in the back of a in like the back of a big open lobby area, and I called my mom, and I was just telling her how I was feeling. And, of course, my mother's voice was so soft and sweet, and she was saying, so soft and sweet things to me. So combination, you betcha, got me into Tearsville. I was there immediately. And I was like, oh, bet, dude, we're going. So I hopped on the I hopped on the A track to Tearsville and just sobbed. And it was good for me. And I'm glad that I sobbed. And it got a lot of emotions out. And now I feel so much better and I feel a lot better about my outlook on dating dude and you know what you know what I think bro okay know what I think uh <coughs> sorry my uh my brain is just pausing for a second 
You know anything about dating right now, dude? Look, here's the th- here's the also the thing. I know of this. I know of this girl. I know her name now. I just recently learned her name. I know of this girl. I've seen her many times because we run in a lot of the same friend groups. Uh, and she is most definitely unfairly the prettiest girl I've ever seen. And she kind of made me realize, like, that's that's the girls that I want to like aspire towards, you know, like not to say that other girls aren't pretty. Every girl I believe is pretty in their own right, but there's girls that are my type. And so my type is, is a range of, of, of different types of people of different types of girls. It's a pretty wide variety, actually, if you look at it. Top of the list is is Hispanic and black girls um, who are like a little bit who – who are like, you know, on the shorter side, um, you know, that kind of deal. That's kind of my type. But I want to reach for the top, tippity-tippity top of my type, like, you know? the the you know cuz there's people who are out there who are just like wow you're so annoyingly pretty you know and they don't even have to try like you ever seen somebody so beautiful that it kind of makes you upset <laughs> that's that's why I want to strive to to that's the level I'm striving to date at you know that's the level of of pretty I'm going for and you know why dude it's because now I have the confidence of knowing that no no longer bothers me I'm gonna get a lot of no's right but it doesn't bother me anymore as much as it used to I think I've moved past it so much that if I keep trying one day I'm gonna get a yes and then I'm gonna be like oh my gosh it's here and then I'm chilling now this this may sound to you like I'm saying I'm trying to fight out. I'm trying to fight outside of my weight class, above my weight class. I don't believe in that stuff, though. I don't believe that there's really, like, leagues and weight classes. It's just people have certain types, and they have, and I would say they have the the lower end of their types where it's, like, you know, a more, I guess, common, uh, you know, commonly commonly pretty kind of people to the top end where it's like oh you know what you could probably be a supermodel and it's frustrating (laughs) but dude i'm so fly i'm not fighting i'm out of my weight class or anything dude i'm just trying to be a fly dude who's trying to who's trying to have a girlfriend who's just as fly as me like bruno mars and anderson pack told me to do okay and you deserve to be seen somebody's flyers me, somebody that's fly, ah, and you deserve to be seen. Good song, dude. I want to take a girl downtown to where they treat me like the mayor. Okay, like the song says. It's okay. You know, I'm just trying to be fly with somebody who's equally as fly as me. That's all I'm saying. Um. Just, you know, I'm being fly. We're being fly together. We're going to be fly together. Um, 
Let me tell you, though, about the wild start to the bus ride back home. Okay. First of all, the, the group that was on the bus up there had the information to get to uh, this certain hotel where we were going to be picked up by the bus at a certain time. Now, of course, at least four people were not there on time. And at and three of them made it super late. And one of them didn't even make it to the point where the bus drivers were so frustrated, they left and we had to buy that guy a plane ticket home. And so... <laughs> these bus drivers were so pissed at us. Like, level nine upset that we were not on schedule. Now, I got to respect these ladies. Because they're, they're, they're on schedule, dude. They're doing their job, okay? What was most frustrating about it to me was that these people on the bus that paid to be on the bus couldn't respect the schedule. Dude, if it's traveling day, don't you dare go hang out with friends. You best be where you be supposed to be at. I don't care if you're waiting there all day long. Okay? You best be where you're supposed to be getting. It's okay to pick up, you know, breakfast or lunch first, right? But you best be getting where you're supposed to be getting. But of course, some people were not communicated to effectively. And some people were just not there because they were not paying attention. So, absolutely insane. Kind of envy the guy that got a bus, uh, got a uh, plane ride home, though. Uh, I don't envy the fact that, you know, he held everybody up and everybody was pretty much annoyed with him at that point. But, you know. And then these bus drivers, well, you know what? They were a little bit impatient. Um, dude, at one point, one of the ladies start, started saying, I'm about to start cussing. And it's just like, you know what? At that point, just start cussing. <laughs> don't. Dude, I don't like, I don't like cussing. All right. I don't like doing it. It's not, you know, I just don't really see a point to it. Uh, especially when having conversation. But if you're gonna if you're gonna say I'm gonna start cussing, save us all time and don't say that at all. Just start cussing. I don't care anymore. Cause at that point, we all know you've lost your marbles. And rightfully so in the moment, because she had a right to lose her marbles. Does she have a right to cuss? No. But she has a right to lose her lose her marbles a little bit inside because we were all an hour late. And the itinerary itinerary said, well, we got to be picked up at this time. But their itinerary said another time. So basically, they got lost in a parking lot. We're like 35 minutes late. Then the people were late. And then they kept yelling at us because they said we were already going to be late because of the itineraries. So I'm like, you were late first. So sit down. That's what I wanted to say. But also, they intimidated me so much. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> So it caused a lot of frustration. We were all sweltering in heat. Um, just an insane experience overall. Everybody was frustrated. 
super awkward. At one point, one of the ladies turned around and absolutely started yelling at a kid to just sit down. And I was like, oh, okay, well, he got chewed out. That's cool. Um, Wish that I could disappear in this moment because this is so awkward. I'm getting secondhand embarrassment. But anyways, yeah, that was just insane. And then people couldn't respect it like all the way through, dude. We set these rules up, dude. We said there's a time limit. Listen to what the bus drivers are saying. When they say get off the bus, you have this amount of time. You have that amount of time and it doesn't matter anymore. You know, and then at one point they were like, they said, this is strictly a bathroom break. You've got about five minutes. And of course, people dilly-dallied. And of course, when said strictly bathroom break, people were in the gas station shopping for blankets. At one point, I saw a guy just waddling around at maximum slow speed. And I'm like, I'm starting to get that NPC joke. I'm starting to get why people are making that NPC joke because some people act like NPCs. It's just, I don't know, dude. I don't know how people don't listen, you know? Also, one of the bus drivers halfway through the trip bought three drones. For reason? What reason? I don't know. Um, But she bought three drones, three box drones. Not cheap ones either. The big box drones, like with the four blades and stuff. And it's just like, oh, is she drunk? She's driving her bus. Um, But yeah. I there's just nothing to say to it, you know, nothing to say to it because you just it it's something else. But um, also, I saw this tweet today that said it by this book, bro, by this woman. I'm so sorry that I just accidentally referred to a woman as a book, but you'll understand why is because the first word in her tweet is books. And so I was reading ahead already while talking, and my brain said, no, don't say woman, say book. So, terrible. Women are not books. That's not going to be the title of the episode. That would be so hacky because I already have women are not corn, okay? Women are not books would be funny, but no. Not doing it, dude. Not doing it. Um, but she tweets out, Books plus Pinterest plus Twitter plus Spotify plus Netflix equals my life, basically. And that got 71.1 thousand likes and 16.4 thousand retweets. Now, that's the most. Hey, listen, ma'am, do me a big favor. Take a deep breath and just be less basic for a moment. Okay, you. That's the most Instagram thing I've ever heard in my life. That's the most white girl thing I've ever thing thing I've ever heard in my life, dude. Books plus Pinterest plus Twitter plus Spotify plus Netflix equals my life, basically. No, it doesn't. Do you know why? You don't have a life. Gotta go find one. Just, I mean, I guess it's good that you read, and you know. But wow, dude, so, so, so five of the most basic things you could say that a, that a woman is into, like, without fail. 
I don't know a girl in my life that doesn't like to read. I don't know a girl in my life that isn't on Pinterest. I don't know a girl in my life that doesn't have at least some sort of social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram. So that one's a little bit different. I don't know a girl in my life who doesn't have Spotify. I don't know for sure a girl in my life that doesn't enjoy the frick out of Netflix. Now, do I like Spotify and Netflix also? Yes, I do. But I don't read because so boring. I don't use Pinterest because male. Man. Also, Twitter, I only use it for this podcast and i.e. this situation right now. But otherwise, dude, it's a just toxic mess. It's a just toxic mess. Wow, can't believe I said it like that. Super definitely, definitely Mario just now. It's a me. Super toxic mess. Um, But yeah, wow. Like that that equation, also putting it in an in, in equation format is absolutely insane to me. Like, what are you, the default settings for girl? <laughs> default female? <laughs> default female settings? No, factory female settings, dude. Wow. Just wow. That might be the title of the episode. Episode. Yeah. Had a stroke. That's cool. Um, another news. Our cat George Washington is not very smart, but he's cute. Dude, he's he talks way too much. Like he he meows all day long. And it's just like I don't know what he wants half the time. There's only like two times a day that he meows for food. Otherwise, it's I think it's just for attention. And it's just like it's like having a girlfriend <laughs> from what I've heard, dude. They like food and they like attention, which so cute. Dude, if that's all your girlfriend wants, hang on to her. She's not high maintenance. She's just being a human. You like food and attention too. So don't get all uppity. I don't get I don't get guys who get uppity about like, oh, bro, she's so clingy. Dude, I get it if it's all of the time, then it's weird. But if she's clingy some of the time and just trying to show you love, dude, accept it. Otherwise, get rid of me. I need it. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, he's he'll like he'll like move his body through your legs, like brushing up against your calves and stuff. And it's like, what do you? Are you flirting with me? Why are you doing that? Don't look up! Don't look up at me like that. Um, and then he'll just he'll just meow at anything, dude. He will run around. He has a foot fetish, actually, too. He loves feet, dude. He sees feet hanging there. Like, dude, if you're just chilling on the couch and your foot is hanging off the couch, just chilling there, he will get into prowling stance like he's in the wild and he will jump out of nowhere and just attack your feet. He will wrap it up and just start nibbling on it. Now, it doesn't hurt that much, of course, because he's a baby, but it's just like, dude, why do you like feet that much? He's just, you know... He's the cutest little dum-dum I've ever met, okay? And I say he's the cutest little dum-dum I've ever met because, not because my dog isn't cute, not because my dog isn't the cutest, but because my dog is the cutest little smarty I've ever met. Dude, my dog, Squirt, is so smart. He's unbelievably smart, dude. He will do, he will, he, he has interactions with me that are just like, oh, are you a human? That's just disguised as a dog right now because I can't tell anymore. He's smart, dude. He's a little genius boy. 
Um, oh, I, I wanted to talk about this because I saw this earlier. Uh, how about GTA 6 adding a playable female character to be more socially sensitive? Now, adding a f- playable female character, that's not what I have a problem with. In fact, that's pretty cool to me. I'm totally down with that. I I look forward to seeing how Rockstar is going to write a female into the game. Obviously, is she going to have mental problems? Yes, all of the playable characters do. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But here's the thing. GTA has never been known for being socially sensitive. So if they're trying to be socially sensitive, that's going the extreme route. And it's like, oh, that's going to ruin the game for sure. Now, I hope it doesn't. Maybe they, maybe Rockstar figures out the equation to being socially sensitive without seeming so utterly dumb. Because companies seem to not know how to do it. They've got to stick with the times, right? They've got to make their sales. They've got to be socially sensitive. But they do it in such an extreme way that it's like, you're trying way too hard. Just cut it out. Do something else. Um, but yeah, it's just insane, dude. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? You know? You're known for not being socially sensitive. So it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. That's just funny to me overall. Um, but yeah. And now I want to close out the episode with, I actually, I'm not going to say it, dude. (laughs) Um, I want to close out the episode with this thing I saw called the worst three minutes in stand-up history. And this video came out six years ago. It was posted by a channel called Rob Scholl's films and whoa, so loud already. Um, I'm going to turn it down a little bit and it's at an amateur comedy barn with about five people in the audience. And this guy comes out and delivers the absolute worst stand-up you've ever seen in your life. Okay, so listen. (laughs) By the way, you guys can't see this, obviously, but the guy walked out literally in, like, like he was a velociraptor. Just the worst. Okay, I'm going to continue though. Hello. Spun the mic in his hand. Spun the mic in his hand like it was fancy. D- dude's trying too hard already. You guys want to hear a Tim Allen impression? Wow. Sounds absolutely drunk, by the way. Whoa, already the cringe has made my spine curdle. And I've never made my, I've never felt my spine curdle before. Dude, don't ever go up on stage in Velociraptor stands. Fancy spin the microphone in your hand, then speak in the most drunk voice you can find and be like, you guys want to hear a Tim Allen impression? And then go, ooh, it's uh. And I didn't even do that right. Terrible Tim Allen impression. 
Oh, and then apologize. And then, by the way, he gagged immediately, dude. Dude threw up in his mouth. Listen, listen, you'll probably hear it. Sorry about that. <coughs> dude almost puked on the stage. All the way, almost. I'm really sorry. Hey, what kind of water do you guys drink? You guys drink from the city water? This is bad. Just, just bad. The well water is at 1500s? <laughs> Saying sorry too much. Uh, what are you guys into? You guys like uh, jazz? Yeah, wow, Barry B. Barry B. Benson, huh? Barry, Barry B. Benson. You like jazz? Jazz fanatics. Jazz fanatics. I don't think I've ever heard that said before. That was crowd work. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Dude. You said, uh, so crowd work? Sorry about that. That was the one thing people laughed at so far. <laughs> Were you going to do crowd work? Or was that your joke, just saying the word crowd work? Because then, I don't get it. Uh, so I was walking down the street the other day, and I looked through a window. Did you ever look through a window and see someone you don't want to see on the other, on the other side? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, saying sorry way too much, dude. God damn it. <laughs> oh, gagged again. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so you ever look through the, 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 the glass? And, I'm apart. sorry, I'm going to reiterate this joke. <laughs> you guys didn't laugh. Generally, I'm sorry. He's <laughs> having a full-blown panic attack on Just having a full-blown panic attack on this amateur comedy stage. Did you see someone on the other side of the mirror that nothing? Dude is so drunk. So she said it's to be a seven and beer. Here it's the window. It's the window. It's the window that you look through. You ever see someone you don't want to see? Sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Oh, there it is. He doesn't want to hear a Dude went back to the first joke. The one that failed, by the way. <sighs> too, too deep of a breath. <laughs> Alright. Now, I don't know if you guys are hearing this that well. Um, but... Guy turned into Morty from Rick and Morty for four seconds. And I love it. This is my favorite video on the internet. No. Oh, sounds like he started crying. Dude was what? Hey, he was two different people in that moment. He said, Tamawin. Went to jail. Uh, went from four years old to newscaster in 3.5. Uh, <laughs> Jamal started here. <laughs> so the most insecure laugh in the world. <laughs> Top <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> this made me laugh. This made me laugh so hard. The noises that this guy is making. He's going... <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, uh, <laughs> what's going on, dude? Just having a mental breakdown. Uh, sorry about that. Nope. Sorry. You don't have to say. Uh, oh, don't apologize. Don't apologize so much. Rubbing his nose. Dude, we already heard it. <laughs> oh, did it again. And now he's crying. Yep, sobbing on stage. So sorry. And bombed it. Six minutes, huh? Wow. Okay. Six minutes What's of that? this. What's that? Nobody's had anything. All right, three more minutes. Okay, good. Three, I have three more minutes left. Hey, sorry. Um. Anyway, before oh, they kick me off the stage, I'm going to tell you a joke about the water supply. I already told. I already told that joke. Hey. Uh, wow. Joke you heard a joke good. about. Uh, <laughs> What's up with the menus here? It's a comedy club. Huh? Where's the laughs at? Where's no one laughing at me for? Okay. Unbelievable that he said that out loud. He goes, what's up with the menus at this place? It's a comedy club. Where's the laughs at on the menu? Why is nobody laughing at me? Uh. Hey, guy, just tell some funny jokes. Then people will laugh. I think uh, it's got like 30 seconds left. <laughs> Dude, why does he keep crying in the middle of a sentence? Dude, he already did. It's uh, like literally having a mental breakdown. And he's crying. I'm so sorry. Nope, didn't have to say anything. <laughs> Dude, this is the best stand-up ever. And you know what, dude? I think, I think, here's what I think. I think this guy's a comedy genius, actually. I think he went out there with 110% of just himself, not prepared at all. And he's doing a new type of genre that nobody's discovered yet. And it's called bombing comedy. You go out there and you bomb on purpose so hard that people start pity laughing for you. And once they start pity laughing for you enough, they'll start real laughing. That's the best. Put it on Netflix. They gave him an applause at least. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Top comment was he could have at least apologized. Real funny. Um, wow. I went over time for the first time. Um, but I had fun. And I hope you did too. So, hey, as always, I hope you enjoy your... Uh, day. I hope you enjoy your week. I hope you enjoy your month. I hope you enjoy your year and I hope you enjoy the rest of your life. Peace out.